Good afternoon. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. I guess it is in Toronto, Catherine. Yep. Uh, everybody, welcome to the Rebel News Daily live stream, wherein we talk about the news of the day in an unscripted way. Uh, first of all, Catherine, did you have a nice, I don't know what they call it in Ontario. Is it family day there? Family day, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Did you get a chance to actually see your family? No, and it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a break from them. <laughs> oh, that's great. I hope our viewers had a chance to reconnect with family after, um, you know, two straight years of being told that they are plague rats. Um, before we start the show, uh, there there's an MPP in Ontario, Roman Baber, who had a very nice message urging people to bridge the divide over vaccines. So basically, get the government out of your life, get the propaganda out of your life, quit being scared by the TV, and maybe reconnect with some actual human beings. So maybe we call that first. For Family Day tomorrow, I wanted to record a second message for all my vaccinated friends, hoping that they'll share it with their friends and family. On Thursday, Dr. Isaac Bogosh had this to say. People will t interpret this as they will, but like, obviously I, I, I'm a huge fan of vaccination. I want everyone to get vaccinated, but I don't treat unvaccinated people as infected until proven otherwise. I don't think that's, that's a fair thing to do. No one is putting anyone else at risk. We can't presume that someone who's unvaccinated is carrying an illness. Never before have we suggested that a healthy person can put anyone else at risk. It's family day and it's time for us to heal, to accept one another, to love one another, to know that there is no division between us. Thank you and have a happy and restful family day. That's and good. that's pretty much pretty much all we can show you because YouTube will kill our channel now. <laughs> <laughs> for saying enjoy your family. Yeah, sorry, goodbye. We're done. <laughs> um, what he's saying is completely not controversial, but it is uh, something that we've been told for the last two years. Stay away from people you love. Cancel Christmas. Um, show your private medical history to your bartender. Sorry, you can't go watch your kids play hockey. Sorry, your kids can't play hockey. All based on this one private medical procedure that's nobody's business. And even what he's saying there, as he was saying it, I was like, are we are we running afoul of YouTube right now? Like, are, did, did I just did I kill the channel again? I always thought it would be David. Uh, <laughs> now, remember, uh, before, they were telling people to uh, ask for vax passes when they invited people over to their own homes. Like that was a thing. At least it was in Durham for sure. They were telling people when you invite people to your house that are outside of the bubble, you need to ask for vaccine proof. So, yeah, I think in Alberta, too, like uh, for Christmas, they were saying um, maybe if you're from outside the household, maybe you should wear masks when you come over to visit, like over Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. It was so stupid. Like, it's so stupid. I just I can't even believe over the past few years that we have put up with the kind of garbage from our politicians and media that we have. But you know what? That's why we exist, really. That, like They are terrible. Nobody holds either one of those two groups to account, the media and the politicians. Um, and so we exist. So, I, you know, they don't like us. They want us to go away. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> so quit being awful. Quit giving us a reason to exist, but they just can't help themselves. Now, before we get too, too far into the, the weeds, I should tell everybody what we're doing. For those of you who are new to uh, Rebel News and over the past year, for sure, 
we've rounded up a bunch of new people because what's happening with the pandemic really doesn't break down along political party lines or ideological lines anymore. It's the people who want to be left alone and the people who won't leave you alone, the people who want to live in this addictive fear and the people who just want to live. Um, that's really what it is. And we've become a place where people can get the other side of the story, the side of the story, the fear addicted mainstream media is not telling you. So this is the Rebel News Daily Live show. It's the daily live stream. It used to just be on YouTube, just hosted by Ezra and just on Friday. But then the pandemic struck, there was more news than ever. So we expanded it to five days a week. But then Joe Biden got elected and YouTube didn't have to pretend anymore. And so they started censoring and deplatforming conservatives and demonetizing them, which is a soft censorship. So we still broadcast on YouTube because, you know, you don't want us there. That's how you get us. People don't people tell me not to go places. I'm like the Kool-Aid man. I'll kick down a wall <laughs> to be there. Um, so we're still on YouTube. But we're also simultaneously broadcasting on Rumble, Odyssey, and Super U, and Getter. So uh, for free speech platforms that really don't care about their your politics and I don't care about theirs, they've elected to make themselves the digital public square the way YouTube used to be, and that's great. Again, YouTube, if you don't want them to exist, don't be awful. You've given them the space to fill. But on Rumble, Odyssey, and Super U, you can support the work that we do completely willingly, unlike what Justin Trudeau makes long-suffering Canadians do with the mainstream media through his constant bailouts and subsidies. Because we will never take money from Justin Trudeau, and how could we if we were to hold him to account? Always remember that when you're watching the mainstream media. So you can support the work that we do. And when you pitch in by means of an Odyssey hyperchat, a Rumble rant, or a Super U shout, Mr. Producer Andrew will send that to me in uh, Slack chat, which I believe Slack is now back up and running after an outage that caused me great relief. I was like, the Slack anxiety is gone <laughs> um, <laughs> for a short, short time. So anyways, if you'd like uh, to ask us a question, you've got a comment, a story idea, send it to us by way of a Rumble Rant, Odyssey, Hyperchat, or a Super U Shout, and we'll do our best to read it on air and address it on air. And I think that's all the nuts and bolts that might take us to the news of the day. And we will start off with the things that are YouTube safe, because there will come a time that we will have to say bye bye to YouTube and we'll cut the stream there. But we don't want to say bye bye to our YouTube viewers. We would just invite them to join us on one of those other platforms that aren't censorious. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll start with um, CAF veteran James Top. Now, he is marching from Vancouver to Ottawa. And our friend Dre Humphrey caught up to him in Maple Ridge. Why don't we roll that clip? We have one kilometer left. We've been marching for 14 hours. See you at the gym. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what we'd like to do right now is get off our feet. Yeah, let's go, let's go take a seat inside here. Hi, Drea. Hi. Thank you. 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 
So I think we've got maybe we've got another clip. Um, it's uh, from Drea's YouTube or her from her Twitter um, with his he's marching across the country with his family's silver memorial cross and he's protesting government overreach. And I've heard from some of my veteran friends who say I was deployed to countries with governments behaving the way our federal government is right now. And it's kind of shocking for them to see this government overreach. I know when I was in Edmonton over the weekend covering the convoy protest, which for some reason I thought would be smaller, which is not a good judgment of my fellow Albertans characters because we don't like to listen to the government. It's why we live here. Um, So I thought the protest would be smaller because of the, you know, invocation of the Emergencies Act and people's bank accounts are being seized and their assets are being seized and they're being threatened with having their kids taken away and their dogs snatched. Um, But the protest was as big as ever. And I ran into veterans down there who this was their first convoy protest because the Emergencies Act, again, was that bridge too far where they said, "Uh, look, look, this is not the government that I fought for that I was willing to die for that I signed up to die for that's the expectation that's the deal and they are saying like this this is not the Canada that I fought for and so I don't know what else to do but to be here and it sounds like that's the same thing for James Top again he's doing his own version of the convoy but he's doing it on foot he's going all the way to Ottawa to get somebody to listen to him that is that is quite a commitment he reminds me of Forrest Gump <laughs> yeah, there's the Trudeau chicken. I, I took a selfie with a man in a chicken costume at the <laughs> protest over the weekend. And uh, Edmonton also remains terrible in that they've banned honking uh, just on the weekends. And they have a sign as you come into the city saying, uh, Edmonton is for everyone please don't honk or something Mm. to that effect. But I remember them saying Edmonton is for everyone. And I was like, am am I doing racism when I honk my horn? Yes. Is that what they think? (laughs) Like, am I being, I'm excluding people by honking my horn. Um, Apparently that's what the city of Edmonton feels like. It's very clear that the city of Edmonton feels as though the truckers convoys are violent, racist, extremist, um, all the white supremacist, all those things that Justin Trudeau says it is. But that should come as no surprise to anybody who lives in the city of Edmonton because their mayor is the former natural resources minister under Justin Trudeau, Amarjeet. So he hit, he was, you know, at the time, one of the only liberals from Alberta. So naturally that gets you a cabinet position. And since he's from Alberta, they're like, oh, natural resources, that makes perfect sense. And then he never did anything and never got any pipelines built. And now he's the mayor of... Edmonton, which should just be its own city state. It's got nothing to do with the rest of the province. Like it's just doesn't belong to us. How far away are you from Edmonton? Like, do you go there a lot or is it not really part of your, your day? Uh, It's not far. I'm not far enough. I'm like about 40 (laughs) minutes, 45 minutes to the edge of the city. And I'm there quite a bit because my daughter trains in the city for some of her sports, but yeah, it's, it's just a little too close. I could just stand to come back. Just a little bit is creeping ever so so slowly towards Sheila. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to drive through some 
fancy suburbs before I get to Edmonton, which is good because those always vote conservative because Alberta tends to be new money, right? Like if you could work hard, all of a sudden you're like upper middle class because of the oil patch. So those people tend to vote conservative because they're new money and it's usually oil patch money. So that's fine. But then you get to Edmonton and it's like, oh yeah, there's, you can instantly tell there's a university here. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. What's next on our list? I don't have it in front of me. Oh, that's okay. I've got all the list right in front of me. Um, Let's actually deconstruct, as they say, what happened to Alexa and Guillaume and Mm. the peaceful protesters in Ottawa over the weekend. So it's been a heck of a four days since we talked to our viewers last on the live stream. Uh, Police used the Emergencies Act. I think the final tally over the weekend was nearly 300 peaceful protesters were rounded up Putin style. Uh, Many of them had their uh, personal assets and their business assets confiscated Hugo Chavez style, um, where they just walk through and they're like, expropriate, 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 take that, take that, take that. That's you had the wrong opinion property of the state, including your dog. Um, And uh, so that happened over the weekend, despite what the mainstream media and CBC's Carol Off, who I think is short for awful. uh, She (laughs) she claimed she I think she tried to fact check the New York Times, which is a pretty left leaning newspaper as it is. Mark Levin calls it the New York Slimes. She tried to fact check them when they said people are being arrested at gunpoint. And Carol Off is like, why don't you just watch Canadian news coverage to know that nobody's been arrested at gunpoint? Hmm. What she meant was, why don't you watch the CBC to report only that which the CBC thinks is fit to report? And they didn't want you to know that people were being yanked out at gunpoint, even though there are videos all over the Internet of people being yanked out of vehicles at gunpoint. Uh highly armed tactical teams walking the street. We had Alexa shot and we'll get to that in a second with a crowd control device um, at point blank range. So for the CBC to be trying to fact check the New York times and say, Oh, you know, there's, so guns. It was just like uh, the the RCMP told them to skedaddle and they did. <laughs> um, it, it's just been ridiculous, but um, let's show Uh, what happened over the weekend. So we had, let's start with the trampling because I think that's the first thing. The trampling was shocking. So that happened on Friday. Friday. Mm -hmm. Why don't we roll that? There's another angle we're going to grab as well. Yeah. They were using that tactic all day. I was watching Lincoln's live streams and they were using the horses to um, solidify their line. So they would come in between the protesters and the police and create more space. And then the police would push forward. And as I was watching this happen like three or four times, they would go around. I was like, someone's going to get trampled. It's only a matter of time. And then, of course, I put my phone down for two seconds and someone was trampled. 
and look at yeah, this. Like, what is happening here? Wow. What is this See, there's the guy. They just trampled that lady. And the police, and you know, we can talk about this more, but the Don't police stop. said that it was someone who was trying to harm the po the police horses with a bicycle. But it was yeah. just the old lady with the walker. So yeah, just... and do you see the crowd is moving in to help the people who have been trampled, mm -hmm. and the riot squad is holding yeah. them back with yeah. batons. Yeah, and then Alexa went and interviewed that lady, and the lady said they didn't help me. They sort of just like dragged me out of the way and threw me. And then somebody else called an ambulance for her. So the police can trample. Look at this. Like this feels like it's in another country. This is crazy. I I've been knocked over and stepped on by a horse before really and yeah it's it, like and it was on my leg i was like little maybe like eight or nine and horse hooves like of course they're wearing shoes because they're on pavement but just the sheer size of a horse with a horse shoe on i think i had a mark on my leg for months like months and i was just like had got knocked over and sort of stepped over these people were trampled and we don't know by the way what happened to the second guy mm -hmm. we were able to track down the lady but we don't know what happened to the second guy and i think that's weird that there's no conversation about this guy the r the rcmp and the police now i think those were toronto uh cops so the same horse unit that was there at this the barbecue siege it's these guys. We don't know what happened to that man. And furthermore, the Ottawa police, initially, they hadn't even acknowledged that people were hurt that day. They said, oh, we've got no reports. Yeah. Somebody tried to somebody tried to hurt a police horse. Yeah. But that's the only thing that we saw that day, not the trampling that went around the world. So what happened to this guy? Police aren't talking about it. If you know, viewers at home, if you know... Please send us a message at tips at rebelnews.com that goes directly to my desk and a couple of other people's desks. Uh, if you know what happened to this man, please give us his information or or give ours to him uh, so that he can get in contact with us. We just want to know if he's OK, because nobody's saying what's happened to him. We have no even reports from police saying, OK, a man was taken to hospital. He was treated and released. We don't know what happened to this man. And I think that's outrageous. Yeah, especially with all the people pointing, like you mentioned this just when we were chatting before, like all the camera phones in the world, and yet he still disappears from public record and sight. It's very strange. Hopefully he's fine. But I don't know. I, I just, I don't know how something like that can happen in this day and age with all those cameras. And then that's it. We just, and the media is not even remotely intellectually curious. No. We, we've been looking for him. We were able to track down one of the victims of the trampling. We can't find him. We're still going to keep looking. But I just think it's so strange that nobody else in the media is even remotely curious about whether or not this man is okay. They were super curious about the one guy three weeks ago who had the swastika flag. Very curious about him following him around pretty much everywhere he went in the convoy. But this is not being reported on 
Like, I don't even think people who only watch CBC and CTV, I think they, do they even know that this happened? Like, I, I've, it's Could, hard to take yourself out of our, our world and say, like, if you only lived in that little bubble, would you even know that this happened? Could somebody at the state broadcaster just pretend that this man gave $15 to the truckers and find out who he is? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, fast forward one day and early, well, not early in the morning. It was kind of early-ish for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, Alexa and Guillaume uh, were both pepper sprayed. Alexa was clubbed three times by police with a baton, shot at point blank range with a riot control gun with a pepper canister. The canister breaks, pepper spraying her. And then Guillaume, you can see they shoot pepper spray across the crowd at him. And we didn't even know about how badly Guillaume was pepper sprayed until the next day because we were focused on what happened to Alexa. And I, I find it very difficult to listen to what happened to Alexa, not even to see it, but listen to it because you can hear mm -hmm. them clubbing her. You could hear not just her screaming when they hit her, but you could actually hear the contact of the baton. And again, the awful Ottawa propagandist city police, they say in a press conference, no injuries. Nobody was hurt. No reports of injuries. And Alexa is everywhere all over the global news, like not global news, the company, but worldwide news is coming out of Ottawa about this journalist being clubbed and pepper sprayed and shot. And the Ottawa police chief's like, no, no reports of being hurt. But you know what we are going to investigate is people saying mean things to journalists on words. the street. Words. Yeah. They're, the mean words from the protesters to the global news people, CTV people, that's what the Ottawa police chief is investigating mm -hmm. and not the police brutality of their officers against a journalist in a free country. To say that there's no reports, it's like there's videos all over the place, but they can just say, oh, those weren't filed. Like, what? what is he saying when he's like, look, oh, my God. Look at this. Okay, why don't we roll that in? If people, if you're sensitive to hearing uh, other people being beaten, maybe just leave the volume off for a second. But, um, and I hate to give a trigger warning, but this makes me viscerally nauseous a little yeah. bit to hear. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you doing? Are you doing? Hold him! Stop! Stop! Stop!
God, that's so disturbing. So she gets shot in the leg with a pepper canister at point blank range. Um, and welt, just a massive welt forms instantly. She did end up going to the hospital later on. Uh, she's tough. Sp- like she's <laughs> tough, and she's not a big woman. Like she's not really any no, bigger she's than tiny, me. But she's tough. Yeah, they. She gets pepper sprayed. She gets beaten with a baton. Uh, shot in the leg. And I gotta listen to the useless people in the mainstream media complain that some protesters yelled at them for being crappy at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Yeah, there she was, was no live contact. streaming. She's live streaming a couple hours later because she says. These mainstream media are so bad that I'm going to go work hurt. Not that we asked her to. We're like, Alexa, please don't. But she's like, I, I feel like I have to because who else is going to show the truth? And it, it was so evident in her treatment after. You've got uh, a horrible male feminist saying, well, why didn't she move? Why didn't she move? You know, I worry about their cats, girlfriends and boyfriends when they say stuff like that, because what do you do to them when they don't listen to you the first time when they object to your ridiculous orders? Alexa's a working journalist on the street with a lanyard. She's identified as a working journalist. She's allowed to be there. And seeing that police brutality means that she is more necessary than ever. That's what they're doing with the cameras rolling. Imagine what these people are doing when hundreds of cell phone cameras aren't pointed at them. It's unfathomable. It's I was watching her live and it was I cried because she was crying and I'm like, she's my friend and she's just been brutalized. And, you know, like even when it was live, I was like, they're going to lie. They're going to lie about this, even though we all saw it live. But I think we have David Menzies. Uh, yeah, let's go to David Menzies' questions, and then we'll go to the next pepper spring incident. So let's go to David. There he is. <laughs> no, but yeah, good luck, man. Thanks. Thank you, Diego. No, thanks for calling, bro. The real story. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna get to watch him put in his earbuds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lincoln, for helping. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's okay. Okay, let me just hold them in my toque. Hi, hi, ladies. How you doing there? Hi, David. Hi, David. So you are at one you know, of the checkpoints in Ottawa right now. What's it like um, in uh, Soviet-controlled East Germany? I mean, Ottawa. It, uh, Sheila, it is absolutely surreal. Um, to the south of me, there are, um, I count, four OPP uh, cruisers and undercover vehicles. Uh, to the north of me, uh, this leads to Parliament Hill. I'm at the corner of Queen and Bank Streets. Uh, you can see the fencing behind me, and then there's more fencing at Spark Street. And uh, then the next street would be Wellington, where that is literally the uh, street where the um, House of Commons is on. This is, uh, or was, the last stand for the demonstrators on Saturday night. Um, several hundred gathered here. This is where they were corralled, forced back. And I guess then the um, uh, strategy of law enforcement was just to let Mother Nature uh, take take care of them. In other words, uh, it was so cold, you get tired, you get hungry, you get thirsty, you have to use the bathroom where we're all human beings, and it just dissipated. But this is where... Uh, if you went back to Saturday night, 
hundreds of people uh, were jumping up and down to the tune of we're not going to take it anymore. And um, the demonstration ended with a whimper rather than a bang. And I guess that's a good thing because we don't want any bang, bang uh, noises. We know from our beloved colleague, Alexa Lavoie, who took a canister, um, a tear gas canister in her thigh, which did considerable um, bruising to her. And that's making kind of world news, this uh, a blatant assault on a journalist. Although the Ottawa police chief, the interim police chief, rather, C. Bell, he hasn't heard about it. I know nothing. I saw nothing. <laughs> That's what he said at his press conference on Sunday. Uh, but Sheila, uh, I know you noted the irony in his uh, final remarks of that press conference. Oh, those members of the mainstream media that suffered verbal abuse from the demonstrators. Yeah. We got investigations going on that. That will not be tolerated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, he's investigating the mean words of protesters, but not the brutal actions of his own police officers. And it, sorry, we sort of skipped over it. We are going to sue the pants off of the Ottawa police for their treatment of Alexa. You don't get to hurt rebel journalists. You just don't. And so we are going to treat the Ottawa police the same way we treat anybody who puts their hands on our journalists, who harms our people. We're going to sue them. And if people want to help us, they can go to standwithalexa.com. We are up against the government who have endless resources, but this demands justice for Alexa. And if the Ottawa police aren't going to deal with their people, we will. You know, uh, and Sheila, I just want to give a shout out to, to uh, Ezra Levant, our boss. I, I wonder how many employers would incur the legal costs um, because whether or not we crowdfund the total or not, it's still going to go ahead. So thank goodness for that. And when you think about it, I mean, when we get hurt, and I think this is a different level of hurt, it's not some Antifa jabroni uh, throwing a, a projectile or pushing or shoving or punching a, a, a de-abused type guy that assaulted you, uh, Sheila, back in Edmonton no, way, uh, a few years ago. But when you look at what happened to me in December in Toronto on a public sidewalk, Coven asked Trudeau a question and him sending uh, presumably his henchman, his RCMP security detail out to uh, give me the works. I think that was a prelude to how you would see, you know, the state police uh, dealing with undesirable journalists, not the mainstream media, because that's the state funded media. So, you know, in a way, it's kind of eerie, isn't it? it that long before the convoy got here, we kind of got a whiff of how visceral the hatred is to Rebel News simply for practicing journalism, simply for giving the other side of the story. Alexa's going to get through this okay. She's a fighter. She's a trooper. She's a, a very strong woman. But it's disturbing, um, far more disturbing than some leftist idiot uh, uh, hurting us, Sheila. But when it's the actual police officers who on their police cruisers, you see the words deed speak and to serve and protect. Or if you're with the Waterloo police service, people helping people. <laughs> How do you like that? Shoot, shoot me again. Will you people helping people? And I can tell you, just some other, uh, some quick updates uh, uh, in the uh, scene here. Um, Lincoln and Alexa and I went to 
a um, trucker sanctuary place about a half hour out of Ottawa. So here is a sanctuary offering mechanical repairs, offering truckers uh, food and drink, change of clothing, whatever they need. And it's private property, several acres. And just before we got there, the owner of this private property already had the OPP show up and basically harass them saying, what is this? What are you doing? Um, he, this officer did not have a warrant, so uh, she was told to vamoose. But think about it, ladies. You've already had all the big rigs and, you know, exit the Ottawa downtown area. They're out of the city of Ottawa. They can't get back in because of the approximately 100 checkpoint Charlies and the uh, concrete blockades. So they're outside of Ottawa. So what is the unspoken agenda here of law enforcement? No, no, no. It's not good enough that you left the city. We want you to leave the province. Oh, and when you leave the province, we actually want you to leave the country. This is absolutely perverse. And you know, Sheila and Catherine, I can tell you this from last night, even though Ottawa is a virtual ghost town, even though most of these office buildings you see in restaurants are closed, the checkpoint Charlies, of which there are about 100, are ramping up the screening, which is to say, even for members of the media um, who are clearly not part of the demonstration, it used to be good enough until last night just to show your hotel confirmation. Now they phone the hotel and confirm that you're there. And if you have to stay, you know, for 25 minutes in this icebox while a hotel recording says, your call is very important to us. Well, too bad. Uh, the police here are being paid by the hour. And my God, are they making wonderful overtime. Sorry, David, do you think that they're doing that just to you? <laughs> or do you think they're doing that to the CBC? Do you think they're making, Excellent. Uh, do you think they're calling the CBC's hotel? Excellent question, uh, Sheila. I asked that question of the uh, Stasi officer that was uh, pulled us over uh, last night. And he said, no, it doesn't matter what uh, organizing, organization sure. you're with. Um, yeah, that, I, I'm taking that comment with a shovel full of salt, ladies. I would love to be somewhere where a CBC van with their logos on it comes to one of these checkpoints. I am I have a, a feeling they would be way through because this is state funded police uh, allowing and abetting the state funded media. They're, they're all part of one cozy little club. So uh, until I have evidence, I guess I have to take that officer's uh, statement uh, for, uh, you know, as the truth. But if we do see um, a media organization coming up to one of these um, uh, police uh, police uh, checkpoints, uh, I'll see what happens. And by the way, I have to tell you, there is absolutely no physical way we can get to Wellington Street because of the police officers, because of the uh, steel fencing. And yet you do see CBC reporters on Wellington Street. Evidently, what we've been told, um, you've got to get a permit. So I'm having an Avi Amini moment here. <laughs> like when I first saw Avi's videos of being pulled over by roadblocks and saying, can you please show yeah. us your permit to practice journalism? A little bit of authoritarian Australia has come across the pond and it's right here in Ottawa. And to tell you the truth, I don't know if I'm in Ottawa of 2022 or East Berlin of 1946. 
it is such an oppressive um, place to be. Whatever the timeline is for you to get to a destination, if it was seven or eight minutes, it's now well over half an hour. You go through endless checkpoints and uh, it is, and you got to wonder ladies, why the demonstrator, the demonstrators are gone. The convoys are gone. I mean, why do we even need the Emergencies Act anymore? This is a fix to a problem that doesn't exist. Well, the problem is that people donated to Justin Trudeau's political enemies. And that's that's what's going on here. So it's really about creating an emergency to justify getting that enemies list. Yes. You know, and um, my goodness, if it turns out that it is indeed accurate that that lady in Kamloops, B.C., a single mother working a minimum wage job who gave a $50 donation, which was perfectly legal at the time, has had her bank account frozen. What the hell is that? I mean, Sheila, Catherine, did you ever imagine Canada would be in this state? And I got to tell you something, too. Um, like I said, this was a legal thing to do at the time. Now it's yeah. not legal under the Emergencies Act. To me, this is like the proverbial changing the rules of the ball game in the bottom of the ninth inning, saying, oh, no, no, now it's five strikes and you're out. Um, I'm sorry, it doesn't work this way. I'm sure this will be challenged in uh, the courts in the months and years ahead. But then again, as you know, ladies, the process is a penalty, isn't it? You know, the yeah. timeline, the legal fees that must be spent. And um, again, I think you're right, Sheila. Uh, independent media, uh, a single mother uh, giving a $50 donation. We are now being deemed as enemies of the state. Am I still living in a Commonwealth country in the 21st century? <laughs> well, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, because there is no reason, as you say, for the state of emergency or the Emergencies Act being invoked, because one of the bars to invoke it is, you know, a, a Pearl Harbor level event, a 9-11 level event happening in Canada. But not just that happening, but so that it exceeds the province's abilities to act to bring order back. But we are seeing people being arrested for mischief and inciting others to commit mischief. And mischief is basically a catch-all of people being annoying in public. And the cops don't know what to do with you because you're being annoying in public, so we'll treat you with mischief. Or counseling other people to commit mischief. And for this, people like Tamara Litch, an organizer, a Métis woman from Alberta who is an organizer of the convoy, she was denied bail this morning as though yes. she's an ISIS bride. But she's only charged with mischief level offenses they're being they're, she's being treated like a terrorist and before we came on air i did some poking around because i was a little bit curious and i'm sorry Catherine, i'm doing all the talking and you're not <laughs> no you're great <laughs> i did some poking around you know who did get bail related to convoy arrests the guy to me. in on <laughs> the guy in winnipeg the antifa guy in winnipeg who drove his crappy jeep into Four protesters sending one of them to the hospital. He got out on bail. But Tamara Litch, for mischief or counseling to commit mischief, telling other people to be annoying in public, she sits denied bail behind bars in Ottawa. That's an outrage. I'm 
Unbelievable. And I know Sheila yesterday, I think the crown said if uh, Tamara Leach did get bailed, that would be a mockery of the justice system. No, sir. This is a mockery of the justice system. The, the idea that we cannot uh, walk around freely as Canadians. We cannot access Parliament. And speaking of Winnipeg, Sheila, I want to point out yet another glaring double standard and heap and helping of hypocrisy, thanks to our Prime Minister. In 1919, the city of Winnipeg had the famous general strike. The entire city was shut down, not just a street. Sorry, and you remember that firsthand, don't you? <laughs> you cheeky <laughs> monkey. I couldn't resist. Sorry. <laughs> we, we don't get back to the office. We're going to take that up. But the thing is, Sheila, in 2019, so just three years ago, Justin Trudeau sent out a press release applauding and lauding the Winnipeg general strike of 1919. This was fantastic for the labor mo mo uh, movement. This was fantastic for uh, workers' rights. And yet when a little slice of the Winnipeg uh, general strike comes to his backyard 102 years later, it is an emergency. It needs the um, invocation of the new and improved, if you will, War Measures Act, the Emergencies Act. What was the emergency? It was a peaceful protest. Maybe there was a little inconvenience. Maybe there was some There's noise pollution. Ratings. But <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and you know what? What? So, you know, ladies, what really is the unspoken strike? Um, against, uh, 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 you know, behind this Emergencies Act. Is it that Justin Trudeau's ego has been so damaged uh, that he is so fragile? He has to look like the tough guy. He has to look like Canada's Putin and show that he means business. I think that's it because... This man is right now a laughing stock around the world, at least in the free world. I'm sure the regimes he um, loves, such as Cuba and China, uh, they're all on board and up with the revolution. But again, where's the emergency? If you and even if you think that uh, hundreds of trucks and thousands of demonstrators in Ottawa was an emergency. They're gone. You could film an episode of The Walking Dead here without having to shut down any streets. It is a ghost town. So, uh, again, this speaks uh, really horribly of the kind of leadership we have with this federal liberal party today. I hate to interrupt you, David, because you were making some great points and I wanted to comment on them. But we have breaking <laughs> news actually right now, apparently oh. in Ottawa, right outside the Rideau Center um, or inside. There's a man with a gun, allegedly oh. inside the Rideau Center, the Rideau Center, uh, large police presence outside the mall officers with their guns drawn. So that's oh, uh, Catherine. I don't know if you can hear me. I've, uh, yes, I've lost audio. Oh, I can hear you, David. We can hear you, David. You're oh, okay, not near I can the hear Rideau you now. Center, uh, are you? Yeah, are you near the Rideau Center? You know what? Well, I can tell you this much. I don't. I'm um, five minute walk. A five minute walk. So as soon as I get off the air with you, uh, ladies, I'll uh, Lincoln and I, my uh, trained broadcast professional who's here with me in Ottawa, will definitely get out to the Rideau uh, Center and check it out. That's of course assuming we can get past the uh, checkpoints, given that we don't have our permits to practice journalism, but we will make the best effort to get there. 
You know what, David? We'll let you go if you want to make your way that way, but please be safe Absolutely. and uh, don't get yourself arrested on your way over there, which every day it's, there's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> Out of my way not to do that, as you know, but somehow this trouble finds me. Ladies, thanks so much for letting me thanks, on your uh, live stream. And I are going to head to the reduce. Good luck, David. Okay. Bye, David. Be safe. Bye-bye. What's, what's going on? That's some breaking news. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have uh, any information on it other than that tweet. So, can't make. Do you know what's going to happen by the end of the day? The state of emergency or the Emergencies Act is going to be extended by another thirty days because of this. I wanted to comment on what David was just saying because it's all I could sure think about. Um, the Ottawa was basically cleared out on Saturday or Sunday. By Sunday, everything yeah. was gone, right? Or was it Monday? Yeah, everything was gone, and then Monday night they have this vote what is the emergency that they're trying to prevent like and what and like with tamara uh, lich in prison or in jail right now being denied bail what like they were saying that the reason that they had to implement these this act the emergency act was because they thought that um the protesters were going to try and topple the government did you hear this rhetoric they were going to try and topple yeah. the canadian government and then put in their own like proxy government i kept seeing that written <laughs> everywhere um but now that it's over the crisis has been averted what are they holding her for what are the emergency like what are they still punishing people for like people's bank accounts are continuously getting um like frozen but what for what the in the intention of trying to commit an insurrection like well, what is the charge i just, i don't understand it well that's the thing she's not charged with sedition or anything like that she's charged with incitement to commit mischief that's and they said if she if she if they give her bail, she's going to go out and commit it again. They said there, there's a high chance of recidivism. So what is she going to do? Go outside and yell, hold the line to yeah. absolutely nobody? Yeah. Like if they thought that there was a possible insurrection, like I can see why they would be like, okay, we think that they're going to try and have an insurrection. Like we need to get out there and, and put boots on the ground and crush some skulls. Like, But now everyone's gone home pretty much. Where is this insurrection? Like the insurrection is not going to happen. It never was, but now it's obviously like it's over. Everyone's gone home. So, what are they? What are they trying to prevent now? Right. I, it's it's shocking right. to me. The the emergency it, is passed. The emergency. Right. And her charge is incitement to commit mischief. Yeah. It's not terrorism. It's not no. sedition. It's not murder. It's not. It's not related to plotting against the government. It's about being annoying in public. Mm -hmm. And so they're holding her because they said if they give her bail, she will go out and continue to encourage people to be annoying. And and that's a crime? Like, obviously, I'm not some big city lawyer, but where where's the crime? Where's the crime? It's like Minority Report, where you're like, we yeah. looked into the future and decided that you were going to commit an act of terrorism or try and do an insurrection. It's like, okay, but it didn't happen. None of that happened. So now what's the crime? Like the intention? I know that intent is a thing in, <clears throat> excuse me, in law, but like nothing happened. There was no action whatsoever. So like, what are we doing? Why are we still freezing people's banks, bank accounts? And who is she going to incite? Yeah, Nobody's there. Exactly. And that guy who ran over four people, he gets bail hours later. Yeah. Mm. hours later for a politically motivated attack with a vehicle 
that should have been something much, much more serious than the vehicular crime they charged him with. He's out on bail, but Tamara is sitting behind bars for being annoying in public. Uh, it just makes no sense whatsoever. Um, there's a, moving on to something maybe a little less. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, heavy. Is there, there are any crazy such thing? <laughs> there are crazy people in our government, and I can't believe they get elected. Um, but sometimes they are so comically crazy that when you look at it, you're like, but they told me QAnon were the conspiracy theorists. But I think it's TrueAnon who's got the real problem here because they're they're seeing symbols and hidden meanings and things that are just noises like <laughs> so we've got um, a liberal MP. I forget her name. But she's famous now, <laughs> and she thinks that Honk Honk is not just like people saying Heil Hitler, but she she went back after people made fun of her, and then she sent out a series of tweets saying, no, 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 really it is. Look at these conspiracy theories where if you like break down the letters and all of this stuff, that it literally your horn that was put in your vehicle by Dodge or Ford, some auto worker in a factory somewhere. He's a tool of hidden Nazis. And you are giving a Roman salute every time you blare your horn. So roll this crazy lady. How much vitriol do we have to see of honk honk, which is an acronym for hail Hitler. Do we need to see by these protesters on social media? How much? How many? What? <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm trying to find her tweets, but I forget her crazy name. But uh, she went back and she's like, no, no, in case you're making fun of me for being completely insane. These are people who like think that they're getting hidden messages in the crossword puzzles yeah. or like in your wordle and it's telling you to rob the armored car like that's the level of crazy is, i find this it lady so is. funny that these people are, are are so obsessed with labeling anyone who's involved in the convoy as a nazi when you have christia freeland whose grandfather was a nazi he was a nazi sympathizer like that's proven and yeah and you it's like you want to you want to hunt nazis Go look at her. Like, you have one right there. Look at her. Okay, so after people made fun of her, yes, thank you. Her name is Yara Sachs. For those of you who think that Hong Kong is some innocuous joke, I'll just leave this here. And then she puts thread. It's easy to miss the Nazi alt-right signifiers if you aren't swimming in this cesspool all the time. Or... If you it's think Nazis there. live under, it's not there. The supply of Nazis clearly doesn't meet the demand, lady. Um <laughs> But then she goes to, like, link all the, like, let's start with the classic new variant of 8-8 and H-H phrases like Hong Kong. So these people have decided that, like, 8-8, and I think H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. So if you put 8-8, that means H-H, which means Heil Hitler, which means Hong Kong. Got it. Okay. Yep. 
how crazy are these people? Get She's the like net. Scouring Get the net. QAnon and 4chan and being like, aha, there's the conspiracy. It's like, are, at what point are you not doing it ironically anymore when you're just like actually on QAnon looking for clues? <laughs> like you're, now this you are. This is why are... 4chan does this. Yeah. Like there are like kids on 4chan who don't get enough exercise getting validation because some Canadian parliamentarian actually believed their garbage. Yeah. And they're like, yep, this is why I don't go outside and get fresh air and exercise because I control these people and you are validating them. Yeah, so like, good job, Yara. Trolls. Like that's rule number one of the internet lady. She doesn't get it. She's, she's crazy. Like she, uh, somebody voted for her. I think she's Ezra's MP or something. <laughs> it was Ezra. <laughs> Ezra, did you vote for her? Um, and there's one more thing that I wanted to talk about uh, that was sort of on my list. And it is the letters going up around town in Ottawa. Um, but first, I want to just go back a little. So the reason we know the names of the not we I refuse to look at the list, by the way, because same way I won't participate in the biomedical police state. If something needed a vax pass or uh, or a COVID test, I just didn't do it. I just didn't want to be part of it. And so I've refused to look at the hacked list of donors to the convoys yes. or the, the, the subsequent uh, fundraising. I just won't. But CBC hunted them down like they were terrorists and harassed them in their homes. And then Justin Trudeau, prior to that, he says, you know, these unvaccinated people, these people who just want to live free, we can't give space to them in Canadian society. They hold unacceptable fringe views. They are white supremacists. And so some people took that pretty seriously. And they have now started following following what the mainstream media has been doing for a week, right? They have started doxing local collaborators to use the language of um, the Stasi. Um, and they are putting up the names of people who donated their contact information and the amounts, and then putting it up in communities uh, to continue to bully these people for the crime of opposing a political movement that they are involved in. So the political movement of restrictions being anti that that's they're basically putting up again these sex offender notices. This is what you see with sex offenders when they get bailed into your community. You get this right um, that's how they're treating people who just donated to a convoy and they're putting up their addresses, all, whatever personal so information that they, in, in real life, in real life, so that you can get a knock on your door from some lunatic. And we've already had violence committed against convoy protesters, mm -hmm. right? We had a car drive into them. The police are beating them up. Uh, they're being unbanked, which is a form of violence, I would suggest, um, you know, because it, it's economic terrorism happening to these people. You don't get your bank account unfrozen for 90 days. What happens? Your house goes into foreclosure. You're homeless. Yeah, I was wondering about that. And like, well, how do you pay your taxes if your bank account is frozen? Like, do you just become a finance financial terrorist overnight when you can't pay your bills? Yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. 
Hmm? That's the idea that what happens to you because you gave $20 to a trucker is so catastrophic that you will never donate to a political Hmm. movement in opposition of the government ever again. Um, And and to make an example of these people so that you hear their horror stories and say, yeah, that's not for me. I stand to lose too much. But there was the reason I want to bring this up is because the police or the RCMP issued a statement a couple of days ago. And they said they did not provide the list of donors to the fundraising efforts to the banks, which means that it came from the government, but it also means that exactly. It means the government relied on hacked data, illegally obtained data to persecute Canadian citizens and the banks complied. And the RCMP had to issue a statement distancing themselves from this. Christia Freeland should be in jail for this because it's a crime. This is a crime. And I'm not one of those people saying treason. This is no, this is not treason. This is relying on hacked criminally obtained data to cut people off from their bank accounts. That's criminal. What are you doing? And she's like, you know, look at me. I'm I'm saving the world from these trucker terrorists. Yeah. And I saw that she's I think I don't know if it was last night or today, but she came out and said, like, um, the way to get your bank account unfrozen is to stop participating in these demonstrations. It's like, again, it's over. So well, also, what else do you have to shut do? up and comply? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Quit. Quit disagreeing with the government. Change your political opinions. Yeah. And there's something your beliefs. Yeah. And, you know, in the United States, this could absolutely never happen. And I'll tell you why, because their Supreme Court has recognized that political donations are free speech. It's how you let your money do the talking so they can't come after you in this way. This is protected speech under the First Amendment in the United States. And in Canada, it gets you debanked, foreclosed on um, and your life completely destroyed. That's really terrifying. And, you know, a lot of people that live in Canada think that we have that right. I know that I hear people say it all the time. It's my freedom of speech. It's like we don't enjoy that that privilege in Canada, unfortunately. You know, we fight for it every single day because it's a human right, like free speech, free thought to hold your views unmolested by the state, but to also be able to express them peacefully unmolested by the state. That's a human right granted unto you by the creator because you're born human. Mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do with the government and I don't need permission from the state to do it. But in Canada, our protections are limited by reasonable limits. Well, what's reasonable if you're Christian Freeland? You think debanking people is reasonable yep. using hacked information. That's the problem. So we fight for human rights. Whether or not the Canadian state recognizes it, that's another thing. It's so crazy. And like w- going back to that CBC uh, journalist who was being abused, quote unquote, by words. Um, it's funny that these people are actually trying to they're they're causing targeted harassment by doxing individuals in their community. Like, what if you were a single mom who donated 50 bucks to the convoy and now you have a bunch of angry people knocking on your door 
that's targeted harassment. And isn't that the thing that the left is like so against? Like, shouldn't aren't we all aligned that targeted harassment is bad? So they don't want their journalists to go out into the street and get harassed by by protesters, even just verbally. But you're OK with doxing potential single mothers, grandmas like that's all fine. Go for it. It's yeah. just all somebody can drive a Jeep things. into your house. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, because you deserved it because you donated to truckers for freedom like that makes you that makes it okay it's just like the punch a nazi thing a couple years ago which is probably why you got punched in the face right it's just like it's okay to punch certain people they deserve it so as soon as you say that about someone it's like oh who cares but and then when you make the hitler analogy people get upset it's like okay you're othering a whole group of people and you're saying it's okay to punish them physically and financially and then people just go with that and run with it and now are they're doxing individuals in their own communities well it's why the left's abuse of definitions is so dangerous, right? So when they shift the Overton window of what being a Nazi means, Mm -hmm. when it moves from being one of the worst creatures to ever walk the face of this earth, Mm -hmm. that capable of unspeakable satanic evil, and I don't think I'm using that word wrong here. I'm not being hyperbolic. I've been to Auschwitz. You can feel the evil lingering in the air still and the agony and the human suffering. It's there. Like it's, it feels like you could reach out and touch it. And when you move that over to mean people with whom I disagree, not only have you done, you've done two very dangerous things. You've normalized and diminished the real evil that that word describes, but you're also making people with whom you disagree into those awful things and so when you are sure yeah you know what i probably would punch a nazi but the problem is nazi an actual nazi but the problem is you've turned people who disagree with you into the nazi so now you're just punching whoever you want over whoever you want yeah people you don't like now and that that's a real problem and so that's why we must reject when the left tries to change the definition of words, because those words mean something and they're reserved for something. And when it means when you change it and it just it creates chaos and danger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we see that happening with the definition of a woman all the time. We talk about it on misunderstood. Yep. <laughs> yep. But you can just change the definition of something and all of a sudden that thing starts to take on new forms and you can punish people as you want and you can put male rapists in prisons with women. It's yep, same thing. Yep, 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 yep. And male swimmers can mm-hmm. steal your daughter's gold medals. Um, we are uh, at 11.02 my time, so it's 1.02 your time. It's probably lunchtime there. We've got one chat one chat just one oh, oh wait we've got a bunch sorry okay. <laughs> Every, slack has been uh finicky today so oh everything refreshed okay so we've got a few chats to get to so let's get through some of them and uh we'll do our best to uh address your queries and comments on air i left my glasses dirty so they're not reflective because um i get emails about chili your glasses are reflective i know i know <laughs> Uh, including for Mr. Producer. Uh, so we've got uh, Ver 403. How can we support Brian Peckford's charter court case, both financially and in numbers? Do you know what? I don't know. Uh, I will write it down. I'll try to let you know for Thursday how you can support that. 
I'll, I'll find out. We're not associated with that, but at least I can maybe provide you the information. Georgie Georgie gives us a rumble rant of a buck. Hey, guys, just testing my card. Martial law hasn't affected me yet, hopefully. You know what? I was talking to Tariq Elnaga, our friend who was on the convoy. He was on, like, the second wave of convoys. And he told me he checks his bank account, like, every half an hour to a couple hours because he's just waiting to be cut off. That's and like. He's on his way home from Ottawa and he's in Sault Ste. Marie. I caught up to him last night and he said, I just, he said, I just wait for the knock on the door saying my credit card's been declined. What a way to live. That's terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Inner Peace gives us an Odyssey hyper chat of 0.2 libraries. Excuse me. I'm sniffing in your ear. Reliberating the honk honk from the negative implications. HH means heroic healers, happy hearts, honorable harmony. Let's not allow the government to take this from us. Do you know what? COVID took that lady's mind. That's yeah. what I think. It just <laughs> took her right out of her head. She's really, you know, she reminds me of that picture of that guy from, I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia or whatever. Yeah, where he's the, like, yeah Charlie. <laughs> yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's that's her. Um, there's a lot of uh, parallels and lines being drawn that just aren't there. <laughs> Alberta Separatist gives us a hyper chat of point two libraries says. So if your bank accounts are are frozen for supporting a peaceful protest, you and your family kids will need to commit inciting mischief as a follow up so you can get three meals a day and a place to live for 10 years. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a solid yeah. point. Sad, but true. Yeah. MK Ultra gives us a rumble rant of five bucks. Yeah. You know what? Maybe that lady's MK Ultra programming is coming undone because <laughs> I just still can't believe that she's like Hong Kong is uh, is Hail Hitler. Like, I, I just I, can't, I don't leap. know. I just say it in the House of Commons. There are plenty of conspiracy theories where I'm like, you know what, Sheila? Yep. Your problems with Skype. That is Bill Gates terrorizing you <laughs> or whatever. But I don't say it out loud unless I'm saying it to mock myself. I would never stand up and read it into the record of Hanser that face. lives <laughs> that lives forever. Yeah. I That's how confident she lady. is though that that narrative is going to soar for years that she would go out there and say it. It's it's terrifying to me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, imagine what it's like to drive your car when you feel that everybody around you has this tool of Nazism just right there in the steering column. <laughs> it's very triggering. Wow. Anyways, five bucks. Are we going to allow Trudeau fascist takeover on the small amount or, on the amount of small minority of thuggish cops? The government wouldn't be reacting so heavily if they weren't panicked. Yeah. Uh, TAC178, it's uh, our friend from Twitter, gives us 20 bucks. I think those are American dollars. So that's like 30 bucks Canadian. That's really wow. generous. Communism has come to Canada, cheered on by the controlled press. They cheer on the assault of a female journalist and the destruction of freedom. Canadians must remove Trudeau now. Well, you know what? Trudeau made sure we can't because he made the vote yesterday night in the House of Commons a confidence vote. And since we just went through an election, a lot of his own MPs who would have voted against this did not vote against the government because they didn't want to trigger an election through a confidence vote. So 
quick civics lesson here in Canada. Our parliamentary system means that if something is made a confidence vote and it fails, it means that there's no confidence in the government and it triggers an election. Well, we just came out of an election just like three months ago, four months ago. And Trudeau got a minority government, so he's being propped up by the Socialist New Democrat Party. So there was a potential for this motion last night or this vote to fail. But because he said to his own MPs, this is a confidence vote. If you vote against it, the government will fail. We'll be back in election. And with Justin Trudeau's popularity ratings at the extremely low levels that they're at, a lot of MPs said to themselves, if I vote with my conscience right now and this vote fails and we trigger a confidence, it, it, it falls on confidence, we trigger an election, I'm going to lose my seat because I'm tied to Justin Trudeau. And so I'm just going to go along and vote for tyranny, which is what they did. Real cool. There's an ex extra layer of blackmail stuck in with the tyranny. Yeah, just kind of slid that in there. Just, <laughs> no, not a big deal. That yeah, was the only be. way I thought we were going to get out of this, like, politically, was if we could somehow finagle a vote of non-confidence. But nope. <laughs> no, because uh, above everything else, these people like power. Yeah. And so even if it means doing the wrong thing, voting against their own conscience and what their own voters want, by the way, their own constituents want, they don't want to lose their seat. They don't want to lose their salary. They don't want to lose their pension. They don't want to lose their power. So I guess screw the whole country as long as you get your pension at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Trinity Canadian gives us a rumble rant and says, does that officer feel proud about himself that he is able to beat up on a woman? He's despicable. We don't even know who he is, but hopefully we will. Um, because we are filing also, I believe, a complaint with the special investigations unit. But they all so, have their names and badge numbers covered. So, yeah. And we know clearly there was no report filed, right? Like there's no even report filed from the officer who said, you know, like if you have to, if you discharge your weapon, there's a whole like stack of paperwork you have to file if you discharge your weapon. Well, this guy discharged his his riot control device, firearm, into her leg at point blank range. And I think you could see him like sort of step out from behind the police line, through the police line and target Alexa. Yeah, you can see. So um, it, it, it's clearly he targeted her. She's the only one holding a camera and he shoots her in the leg. Um, he should have filed a pile of paperwork to explain why he discharged his weapon. Clearly that didn't happen because the chief didn't know anything about it. And he gets all of his news from the CBC who says, no, nobody, nobody brandished their weapons at anybody. It's fine. Uh, Alberta separatist gives us point two libraries says, if you have a neighbor who is police or RCMP, I'm going to start by saying I disagree with this. If you have a neighbor who is a police or RCMP, it's time to shun them and treat them like the POS that they are. I used to be supportive of the police, but now they are 100% goons for the tyrannical governments. If members inside the force will not stand up, you're all guilty of this violence. I refuse to paint all cops with the same brush. But I think that's why I'm so hard on bad cops is because I know there are so many good cops out there and the bad cops trade on the good work and good reputations of the good cops because they're parasitic 
And so it is incumbent on us to throw the book at bad cops if we care about good cops. And so, you know, for most of us, our cops in our communities, our friends, our family, they play hockey with our kids. They're not those goons in Ottawa. But that's why we have to be hard on the goons in Ottawa is because the only way they get away with back the blue is because the goodwill that somebody else earned for them. I agree. Can't paint everyone with that brush. Like that's what no. they try to do to us or to anyone who was at the convoy. If there's a single incident of any violence or anyone carrying a swastika, you're just going to say, well, everyone at the convoy is now a Nazi. Like we don't do that. We're more nuanced. Yeah. Also, going back to that story about the cops um, and this story went around the world. We wrote it up, I think, on Saturday night about the leaked RCMP messages, um, wherein the mounted RCMP mounted parade team uh, laughed and joked about the lady being run over by cops. And one of them even said, like, oh, we should practice that maneuver. Oh, it's awesome. They bragged about their overtime and where they were staying because it was so luxurious. And they said, you know, they should feel our jack boots on the street or something mm -hmm. to that effect. Yeah. Now, this is why I can't be hard on all cops is because these messages were leaked by a good cop. Mm -hmm. There was a good cop in this group who said, uh-uh-uh. Nope. This is not what we do. This is not to serve and protect. This is not how we treat our fellow Canadians. This is not the oath that we took. That cop took those screenshots and leaked them. So that's why I refuse to treat all cops, all of them, like the bad ones. Mm -hmm. It's bigotry, actually. It is. <clears throat> Trini Canadian. Gives us two bucks, said, I found that Kyle Rittenhouse is suing the media and Whoopi Goldberg for defamation. Yes, he is. I saw that last night. He's also starting the Media Accountability Project. Rebels should look into something like that for the Canadian landscape. It's not a bad idea, actually. I don't know what we'd call it. And I feel like it would. we would actually have to hire people to just deal with yeah, a full -time debunking job. The fake news from the mainstream media every single day. Former YouTube watcher gives us an Odyssey hyper chat of one library. I'm pretty sure the mounted units were the Toronto police, same ones that visited Adam Skelly. Yes. Uh, so it wasn't RCMP that ran over the lady, although the RCMP mounted parade team were the ones joking about it. It was the Adam Skelly barbecue uh, siege police that uh, trumped the lady, which... Again, should come as no surprise to anybody. Uh, Inner Peace gives us uh, 0.05 libraries. I cried a very long time hearing the pain in Alexis cries. I'm still in tears. You guys take abuse to bring us the truth. And I wish I could send you something more than prayers and distant healing. Bless you all. And the numpty that dropped the gun in front of Alexa. Yeah. Why was that gun out of the holster? I don't know if that was a gun. I tried to zoom in and I'm like, is that a gun or it a glove? It looked like a gun. I, I watched it a it, few times too. And it looked like there was so much shoving going on that the officer's gun fell in the snow. And it's like, do you not have some why, precautions that yeah, prevent that from happening? Yeah. There's a, like a, uh, it's like a button yeah. and snap. And so and, you flip it yeah, up and right pull there. it out. Maybe it's not. So, so I think it looks like a glove or something. It doesn't, at first glance, it does look like a service uh, pistol, but then when it doesn't, okay, you know, yeah, when they grab it, it looks like a glove with a thumb. 
Yeah, you could be right. Because you, when you grab it, it's sort of like loose. And the the hand, like the stock didn't look quite right. Yeah, you might be right. But I mean, I also look at guns a lot. Like I just look at them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on Cabela's <laughs> after this. Yeah. <laughs> it does. That makes me want to go to Cabela's. It really yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, COVID Karen sends us two bucks. Candy had a dislocated shoulder. Yes, she did. Going to add Communist Canada to my mailing address. <laughs> as long as you put your postal code on there, it should get to where where uh, where it's going. Uh, Boken seven five bucks. God bless you, Christian soldiers. Kane and Mark is Pastor Archer still in jail? Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, I've got I've, I've got a rant in me about Jason Kenny because. Jason Kenney is currently uh, considering suing the federal government over Justin Trudeau invoking the Emergencies Act. Great. But I'm not hard of remembering. And it, I don't forget that there's a pastor How long ago was that that he got arrested? <laughs> yeah, like uh, 10 days ago. Yeah. And I'm not hard of remembering that Pastor Art's problems of being arrested, 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 arrested stem from something called the Rook Order. Justice Rook issued an order to Alberta Health Services that banned peaceful protesting in Alberta. And that's the very first sort of SWAT-style takedown of Pastor Art that we saw. It came from the Rook Order, which did, in effect, part of what the Emergency Act does, which outlaws peaceful protesting. So... While Jason Kenney, I appreciate what you're trying to do right now, but I do not forgive you for trying to gaslight all Albertans into forgetting what you did, or at least what you allowed Alberta Health Services to do by getting the Rook Order, which was a secret court order that prohibited what the government called unlawful public gatherings, which included protests against the lockdown. In fact, they arrested Chris Scott at his own protest against the lockdown after the government seized his property. So Jason Kenney had his little Alberta mini version of the Emergencies Act and people were arrested under it. So how can he sue Jason Kenney or how can he sue Justin Trudeau for that which he did himself just a few short months ago? Yeah, it's like he has amnesia. <laughs> like, yeah, it's you know, you can tell that there's an election coming up, but it's yeah, like <laughs> when all the premiers start going, I, oh, I, I'm pro freedom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw that yeah. and I was like. Uh, but the Rook order, like, but the Rook order, I saw, and I'm like, the Rook order uses the phrase illegal public gathering to describe protests against Jason Kenney's lockdown, where Chris Scott was taken away in handcuffs from his own protest. So, yeah, thanks for um, opposing Justin Trudeau's version of the thing that you did to Albertans. Yeah, it's anyway. politics. <laughs> I got Shocked. it out of my system. No. Thank you, Sheila. <laughs> we love a Sheila rant. <laughs> uh, Trudy Canadian gives us a buck. Who wants to guess that this emergency act is extended past mid-March? Oh, I'm seeing what's happening at the Rideau Center right now. Probably. The NDP lie, saying they reluctantly voted for it, yet still are harsh about the Coots border blockade. Don't buy it. Yeah, the NDP don't do anything reluctantly. They are going to... Give Justin Trudeau whatever he wants as long as Justin Trudeau gives them whatever they want. And look, look for whatever crazy 
law, free speech crackdown spending that uh, the NDP are going to ask for because they're going to get it as a thank you for this. What's the point of the NDP party? Aren't they supposed to be like different from the Liberal Liberal Party in, in some ways? You know, they used to be. But I don't think it's so much a condition of the NDP party as much as it is a condition of the liberals moving so far left that mm-hmm. on some issues they actually outflank the NDP. Mm-hmm. And so the liberals have stripped the NDP for the reason for existing at mm-hmm. this point. They just are like the, I don't know, the unionized yeah. version of the liberals. I think that's what they are. Yeah. Uh, Fraser McBurney. Our friend from Hamilton who just loves his caps lock. Uh, he gives us five bucks. Have you heard of the Nunge unit? It came out of the UK and is now in New York, maybe Ottawa. It's designed to nudge public opinion. I have not. I'll look. And Q Fibble gives us five bucks. Stalinist Steve Bell. Steve Stalinist Bell. Either way, may he burn in hell. I think, are we all cut up with Slack refreshing the way it should? I don't know. Oh, okay. We've got we about more. five more. Yeah, we have more. You know, when I was look watching the fences go up and then I saw on Twitter, like people were complaining to the Ottawa City Police that they had reported so many of their friends and neighbors for uh, donating to the convoy and they hadn't heard back yet. I thought, you know, I always wondered how long it took for the Stasi secret police to cultivate so many spies and snitches in East Berlin. I think I saw a number that at one point there were one snitch for every six citizens in East Berlin. And I always thought that's so enormously high. How did they do that? Well, for them, it was like through rewards, right? But that's not even the case in Ottawa at this point or across the country where people in Calgary are turning in. It's virtue. Mm Mm-hmm. It's virtue. You are people who've never done anything good in your life. So you're snitching and now you're a hero. You're saving lives. You're stopping a terrorist, don't you know? Yeah. Like it's like you've you've taken down a member of Al-Qaeda, by which now that means the grandma who baked cookies for yeah. the truckers. They're basically Navy SEALs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, keto. So uh, we've got a few more. Uh, okay, perfect. Trudy Canadian, one buck. Sheila, your analysis is dead on. This is what Marxism is all about. Schmickle gives us five bucks. One thing I found interesting was MP Mike Morris's blog on his decision to vote nay. The Green Party MP, he broke ranks with Elizabeth May on this. Um, which is strange because I think the Green Party really is a cult of personality, far much more so than the Liberals. Um, I think it would be a good show bringing the insight to what MPs are thinking or using as facts since he linked references. Yeah, he was very thoughtful in his opposition. Um, Fraser McBurney gives us 10 bucks. If you're called a terrorist, misogynist, traitor, or Nazi criminal, and you're not, can you see the person that maligned you? Yes or no? If so, the people who have been arrested should sue Trudeau personally. Well, uh, it depends. A lot of those things are sort of opinion words. But to call someone a Nazi, that has, whether the liberals like it or not, real meaning. 
And so that's why I did send uh, a notice of defamation <laughs> to a guy who called me a Nazi on the internet and forced him to retract and pay my costs um, because I'm not a Nazi. A Nazi is a very real thing. And um, I'm pro-Israel. I've been to Auschwitz, you know, like uh, to call me that is is uh, damaging in a way that people don't seem to understand. So if Justin Trudeau calls you a Nazi and you're not, I don't know if you could sue him personally. I mean, some of these people have parliamentary privilege, which is why some MPs say stuff like, why don't you say that to me outside of the house? It's not that they want to fight that person. Usually that's like what it means when I say, let's take this outside. <laughs> no, they mean let's take it out into the hallway because you don't have the protection of parliamentary privilege, which mm. basically if you're in the house, you can say whatever you want. Must be nice. Uh, must be nice. But if we take it outside, you say it on the internet, it's something completely different. Anyway, this goes back to my whole point about don't call people Nazis just because you disagree with them. It has a very real meaning. And I think that guy learned a hard lesson that he needed to learn. Um, <laughs> Remy Rowe gives us a buck. I would love to be part of the team that debunks the mainstream media. I think you are every day um, just by, you know, if you are at a protest, have your camera on. So many of the mainstream media lies are debunked by citizens who just have their camera on because I don't know what's wrong with the CBC. They don't realize that like these things connect you to millions of other people <laughs> and um, you can actually like stand right beside the CBC and report what they're reporting and do it better than them because they're going to selectively edit it. Yep. Uh, that's something that Andrew Breitbart was so very keen on this is the thing this is the new media taking over where the old media failed uh rebel news should have a person debunking the media true north does it every day we also do it you know like but right now we're just doing chasing so much real in-person news that it's even hard like i open up my computer and it's like what three things can I do a story on one video and two written things some days because I don't have I feel like I'm swamping editors with doing videos um, when they're working to get the convoy footage out. Um, but it's hard. You know, sometimes you're too when you're looking outward at the news, it's hard to look next door to how the guy beside you is getting it wrong. Okie doke. Uh Let's keep going. JPH 1944 gives us a buck. Being in government should not be an excuse for avoiding criminal prosecution. Trudeau, Freeland, Kenny, etc. Uh, Court Mocker gives us 20 bucks, a thousand dollar reward. Uh, any cop face me on camera for one hour receiving evidence of judicial corruption. Letter to MP Mel Arnold. 22nd of August, 2019, I've been called to the Senate of Canada and quoted in the final report. Okay, well, I will look into that. Um, and I think Mr. Producer tells me that that is the end and it is, uh, we're almost way past, well, we are way past. It's almost 11.30 my time. So I think that's everything. Um, I don't think we got to everything we wanted to talk about, but we never actually do. Um, before we go, if people want to tune into our Convoy coverage, it's at a very special website where we're compiling it all at convoyreports.com. And at that website, you can donate to cover our costs to have our people on the ground now for approaching a month. We've had continuous coverage in Ottawa 
for almost a month. That means Alexa's left her family and friends for a month. Her videographer, Guillaume, likewise, same thing. Maybe we can go out on Guillaume getting pepper sprayed, Mr. Producer. I think that would be a good video to go out on because not only did Alexa get it, but Guillaume did. Uh, Lincoln, likewise, too. Young guy. He's got a life, friends back in Toronto, but he's been in the nation's capital, bringing you the other side of the story for almost a month. And he went for uh, a weekend one month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was it. But he yeah. never came home again. He's now a resident of Ottawa, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, if you want to support the cost to keep our journalists there to tell the other side of the story, you can do that at convoyreports.com. And if you want to support Alexa in her pursuit of justice, against the cops who brutalized her you can do that at standwithalexa.com and i want to thank kat for being my co-host today and a much prettier version of david menzies (laughs) by far (laughs) um and i want to thank mr producer for putting the show together everybody who tuned in and special thank you to everybody who threw a chat our way to help us keep the lights on as david menzies says stay sane and let's go out with guillaume's video Yeah, yep. 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 I'm going to do another one. Okay. 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 Okay